Hello, hello, hello. We're back. It's not like we've been gone five minutes. We've been gone 15 years. This is Michael Andonisio, Tom Bradley, and me, Mark Clemente, coming back to you. We, we did the podcast, as I said, 15 years ago. Uh, we were a little ahead of our time, I would say, at that point. Back in that day, you'd have to create a file. You'd have to email it to people, and that's how you share it. There was no social media 15 years ago. No, there was not. And now we have Facebook and Twitter and, and YouTube that Instagram. we can share. Instagram, all these channels that we can share this uh, this podcast with everybody. Uh, the three of us have been talking sports since we went to Central Catholic together back in 1991, and uh, it, it continues to this day. So we figured, what the hell? Let's put a microphone in front of us, and we'll, ca- we'll capture what we're talking about, and hopefully at the same time we'll entertain all of you. So as I said, we got Tom Bradley, we got Mike Wendonisio, and myself, Mark Clemente here. So we're going to start out our first podcast with what everybody's talking about, right? I mean, we're in Pittsburgh. Of course, Steelers are king, and they always will be. It's now the offseason for the Steelers. One more game left. We'll talk about the Super Bowl next week. But let's talk about the offseason. Senior Bowl's going on. You hear the Steelers have been looking at Malik Willis. You hear they've been a lot of talk. Kenny Pickett. Guys, what do you think? Uh, What what do the Steelers need to address? How are they going to do it this offseason? Well, first things first, I mean, if we're going to talk Kenny Pickett, We'll start with you, Mr. Clemente. Mm-hmm. You are, you know, one of Kenny's uh, sponsors for when he was playing at the University of Pitt. Mm-hmm. You had him at uh, your store here, Brushes and Beans, out in Monroeville. What do you think of the, of the young man? Well, I mean, listen, I, I think he's a character guy. And if you're talking about a quarterback and leader of a team, I think he defines that. And we saw it at Pitt this year. When I mean, unforeseen heights with, for Pitt. From when we were little kids, the last time they were that successful. So for him to, to lead the team, to the ACC championship speaks a lot to who he is. Um, now he's got a lot of talent around him at Pitt, yeah, but not four or five star guys. Like, no, you know, like not, at Clemson. Uh, I mean, he's not Bryce Young, Alabama, mm-hmm. where you know you, CJ Stroud. Anywhere you throw a football, you hit a five star guy in the right. back of the head. You know, right? At Pitt, it's not the same way. And and uh, I, I agree. I, I'd be interested to see. I mean, the, the the Steelers are in a tough spot. They need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I just heard on the way out here, there's nine, uh, nine 26 and under quarterbacks, I think, in the AFC that are just studs. And, you know, they need one. I don't think they have one on the roster. No. And I don't know that this is a great year for quarterbacks. And I, I like Kenny. I thought, you know, I'm a pick guy. I, I thought Kenny had a great year. Um, but I, I don't see. What do, you, I don't what see do we that. think his ceiling is? What do we think Kenny's ceiling is? In well, the NFL? I, I think his ceiling is a lot. Lower than the other guys, Malik Willis. You know, Wilson is it Will, Willis? Willis, yeah. yeah. Uh, Corral. I mean, those kind of guys haven't had as much experience as Kenny's had. So I think the experience plays into it. But we still we got the Senior Bowl this mm-hmm. week. Then we got he's the, showing well at the Senior he Bowl. He's showing so far. well at the Senior Bowl. We got the Combine coming up. So there's still a lot in play here. Mm-hmm. But teams fall in love with guys that that have the the strong arm can run the forty and four 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 five. Mm-hmm. Kenny doesn't have that, but what he does have is he has the experience over right. these other guys. Yeah. But I don't think Kenny is going to be there when the Steelers pick. I mean, we're talking about the 20th pick of the draft. Right. I yeah. mean, they're going to have to move up, and the Steelers don't have the equity to move up in this draft. Yeah. No, it's- yeah, I mean, a lot of it's going to have to do – I don't know. I mean, there's five or six names you've heard. Mm-hmm. You know, Carson Strong from Nevada, the North Carolina kid who I think is Baker Mayfield Jr., um, uh, I think Kyle's a second round pick. I, I, I agree, I, wholeheartedly. I now mean, that we, could change with with whatever happens in the next you know three or four right. weeks, but I still think he's a second. What round scares pick. me about Sam Howe is you, you take the playmakers away from him, 
And you've seen what happened. You saw what happened. I mean, listen, is he a good quarterback? Absolutely. But is he a first-round draft pick? I don't think so. No. And I'm not so sure that in a normal year that a lot of these guys would be first-round picks. These guys could all be second- and Mm third-round picks two years ago, you know, depending on – Well, that's why Kenny stayed, right? I mean, yeah, that's why he stayed the extra year. Yeah, so – uh, you know, that's what I mean. It's a, it's just a tough year to be. You know, the Steelers are drafting twenty, which is a little higher than they normally mm. did, but still not super high. Mm. You know, everybody talks about wanting to go out and get Aaron Rodgers and all that stuff. Look, you know, Steeler fans, you have to take a step back when it comes to, to Aaron Rodgers. Do you want Aaron Rodgers and nothing else? And probably mm. have to cut a couple players to be able to fit Aaron Rodgers. You won't have a first round pick this year. Mm-hmm. You won't mm-hmm. have one mm-hmm. next year, and your whole salary cap space that everybody's talking about will be gone. And you right. take, that's your team plus Aaron. They have too Rodgers. many holes to do that. Well, Way too many holes. Or would you rather try to either draft one or this year, or maybe sign a, a Mitch Trubisky or somebody mm-hmm. like that, bring him in to compete mm-hmm. with Rudolph Haskins is a wild card. You don't know what you have. What about there. Garoppolo? As yeah. a as a as a stopgap. Well, see, the Steelers can't. The problem with the Steelers is they cannot afford to trade. They don't have the equity. They have too many holes to fill to give I up agree anything. With Tommy. Anything really and, right? And, Way too, and those those picks are too valuable right now. Yeah, so they, they need somebody that's going to be a free agent. Now, if Garoppolo mm-hmm. gets cut or something like right. that, that's maybe one thing. But they're they're San Francisco's going to want something for Garoppolo. We're talking quarterbacks, which they right. need. Their offensive line is atrocious. I mean, absolutely. Right. So you put a rookie quarterback behind that. Bring back Munch. Line. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> little plug there. For yeah. Bring back Munch. Yeah, they got to address the offensive line. At some point, they got to address the offensive line. So you put a quarterback back there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think offensive line, obviously, huge area concern. You'd like to see some growth from the young kids they had on the line this year. You don't know if you're going to see it. They are who they are. Um, we don't know. Uh, but they definitely need to upgrade the offensive line, defensive line. Stephon Tuitt, the big mystery of 2021-22. What the hell? I mean, I mean, I'm, I, I've never – like we said at the outset, I mean, you, the three of us have been following football for 40-plus years. I've never heard anything like it. The guy disappeared, and you never heard a word. Well, that's, you know, it's a tough spot. He was There was there was some kind of injury there. There was some kind of knee injury that kept him out for a little while. But, you know, you listen to all the local writers, the national writers. It, it was almost like it, nobody wanted to touch it because nobody right. wanted to say, Hey, you know, I know you lost somebody, but get your butt back to work. Right, right. But the reality of it is you're making $12 million, you know, and I worked in corporate Talk America. We've all worked yeah. in corporate America. If we would have lost somebody, what would you got? You three get three days, days bereavement yeah. you're back to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're back at work. So. Listen, and we don't want to make light. And the whole no, mental health issue is huge. Not, but, but, I, but a whole I, season. It just was to, to, just the way that nobody wanted to talk about it. Yeah. You Bizarre, know? right? And, and there mean, was, Tomlin like was it. telling the reporters before the news conference, there's no update on it. Like, don't ask about right. it during the press conference. I've never seen anything about it. And I wish Stefan and his family right. well. I hope he's doing well. Well, from the mental side of it, dealing right. with the, the loss of your brother, suddenly like that, I don't have a brother other than you two, is, right. would be tragic. Right. But, I mean, it just was a, such a weird scenario. But getting back to what you're saying about the offensive yep. line, you know, I think that they have pieces there. I don't think they have the pieces. I think more is their left tackle going yep. forward or right tackle. He's one of their pieces. Nick Green, the the uh, the rookie. Kendrick, yeah. Kendrick Green. Kendrick yep. Green, I'm sorry, from uh, – from Illinois, he's going to be on there somewhere. He's a third round pick. They're yeah. not going to cut him. They're not going. To, they may, he might not maybe move a guard. guard. Yeah, he's not Dotson, center. That's for sure. Dotson took a big step back yeah. this year, but I mean, to me, they need to get a stud center. See if Green can work a guard and go from there. 
Yeah, I agree. What do you guys think about free agency? I mean, they're, they're going to have to. I mean, they have they have the salary cap space we keep hearing about thirty seven million. There, I've read four or five different numbers, but you're in the high thirties, low forty number. You have to. I would address offensive line through free agency, defensive line, and for me, the biggest hole they have, and, and we saw it this year, the worst run defense or one of the worst run defenses in the NFL, middle linebacker. Yeah, atrocious, atrocious, atrocious play at middle linebacker. Yeah, I, I'd like to see them. I mean, you can usually, um, uh, if you can get a, a good stud center uh, mm-hmm. or a line. The, the, the kid from Iowa won't be, he'll be gone. It look, it's yeah, centers are weird, though. Yeah. Centers in the draft sometimes can can linger around, but they need to they need to get one stud. I'd like to see them get a stud offensive lineman and pay a little bit for him. Mm-hmm. Defensive lineman, I mean, you know, they were talking about Fletcher Cox being, you know, trained yep. for Fletcher mm-hmm. Cox for Philadelphia this year. I think he's a free agent. If he's available again, I might take a look at somebody like him, maybe an older veteran that mm-hmm. you can get her on a short term. Yeah, right, exactly. That's a great point. Um, yep. And then I don't – linebackers. Middle line, the Steelers have always played that weird, you know, 3-4, three, three, four, four, which four. a lot of teams have done, but they still play it differently than everybody mm-hmm. else. They're looking for that 215, 220-pound inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. But that starts with, you know, you got to have linemen to keep – the, the, the offensive lineman off their linebackers. And that's what the problem was this year. You take a 350-pound guard and put him on Devin Bush, Devin Bush ain't got a shot. That's like me trying – my 10-year-old trying to get around me. It's a 120-pound difference. That's a big difference. So, yeah, they have a lot of things to do. But they have – if they have a good offseason, they've taken the they're, – they're in a good spot to be able to potentially move forward. Well, listen, we're going to talk a heck of a lot more about – the Steelers offseason as we get through the Senior Bowl and closer to the Combine and, of course, the draft. Well, that'll be a, a hot topic um, for the next several months. So we're going to continue to talk about the offseason. But let's transition real quick. Speaking of the NFL, of course, the news of the day, uh, news of the week, the news of the month is going to be the bombshell drop uh, by Flores uh, in his lawsuit uh, against the NFL and the Dolphins and the Broncos and the Giants and all these teams. Um, we were talking about before we went on air here and – I think the ramifications from this are going to be huge. I don't think they can be understated I, on many different levels. Um, he exposed what we've all known, and no one's ever it said anything. Yeah, it was definitely. And they're not going to be there. able to brush this under the rug. No, not, not now. No, not now. I mean, this has brought everything to light, and, and kudos to Flores for doing it. I mean, it's atrocious. You have one minority head coach in the NFL right now. One. I mean, that that's just ridiculous. And let's look what he did in Miami with a horrible team. Yeah. He, he took a dumpster fire and, and had two winning seasons back-to-back, and that was the first time in 20-odd 20, 20 years that Miami had back-to-back winning seasons. Right. And when they fired him, it all came out that, well, okay, well, Flores was hard to work with. Well, now we know why. Um, and if if what he said was true about Stephen Ross, he's going to have to he's sell the team. He has to sell. He right. has to I mean, sell the team. Goodell, I mean – I wouldn't want to be Goodell right now. Yes, he gets the big paycheck, but the pressure's on him now. There, there's a lot that's going to need to be done. Tommy, what do you think? Well, that's the hard part is that, you know, uh, if it's found out that Ross was, you know, the, the Miami Dolphins owner was trying to deliberately toss games, I mean, I don't even know what – if you're Roger Goodell, I don't know what you do. It's not like – I mean, you know, these are billion-dollar franchises. It's not like there's a lot of billionaires lined up to just go buy an NFL franchise. But you've got one of your own that, you know – does it happen? Of course it happens. We have, you know, the Penguins are famous. 
Right. You know, they wouldn't have a franchise if they didn't tank the 1983-84 right. season to get Lemieux. Right. No one's going to say it, <laughs> right. but everybody right. knew it. Yeah. I mean, EJ will never admit it, but no, he thought the, he did. The best part is they had a goaltender that won three games in a row, and they sent him to the minors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it happens yeah, it in does sports. Happen. But you, you don't you you don't incentivize it for sure by telling your coach, hey, I'm going to pay you 100k for every loss you tip. And and Hugh Jackson has those checks. Yeah, right? and Mike? Hugh Jackson now came out with his own story that's saying in the 2016-17 season that that Cleveland gave him and upper management money for every game they lost because they were trying to tank, and that messes with the. Ethics of the game. You can't. That's just you can't. Well, Pete Rose that. was banned for baseball for doing that. Yes. So how? I mean, lifetime ban for betting supposedly on his own games, and now you have something like this. Well, see, that's a different. That's why this is a different. That's where this takes in different ramifications than it would have done even ten years mm-hmm. ago, five years ago. The NFL's in bed with the betting companies. Oh yeah. You know, FanDuel, DraftKings, all those people. They're huge sponsors of the NFL. And if they're found to have been tossed in games that, you know, their corporate sponsors are losing potentially or gaining millions of dollars, I mean, you're talking about fraud. You're talking about jail time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, this is the, – the, the ramifications of this, if anybody, quote, unquote, has receipts, like, you know, Hugh Jackson right. has said that he has that, that can prove this, you know, the ramifications are, are, are endless. And that doesn't even get to the point of why I think that, that Coach Flores really did this was the minority hiring. Right. I mean, you know, there's one team in the NFL which happens to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. The you know the franchise that authored the Rooney Rule is the only team that has a black head coach out of 32 out of 32 positions. And uh, I mean, in- and there's a lot that are qualified. I mean, look, Flores gets fired, and we talked about what he did with the Dolphins, Caldwell, in, in Detroit. So are you Caldwell kidding me? Did a great job there, and 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 <laughs> there was no explanation behind it. And, yeah. and we even talked about David Culley. Mm-hmm. You know, the Texans <laughs> hire him. And they gave him a roster full of crap. Yeah. And he still won four games. They gave him one year, they bounce him, and they'll hire a retread. Yeah. You know, just like Denver did with Josh McDaniels. And like I said, I'm not saying oh, Josh yeah, McDaniels yeah. can't coach or mm-hmm. uh, uh, Brian Dable can't coach. But the Giants interviewed Brian Flores four days after he found out that Dable was getting the job. So – at the end of the day, he never had a shot at that. They were just interviewing him for the Rooney, the Rooney role, right. and and that's not right. And I'm not saying I'm not saying just hire black coaches or white coaches. You hire the guy that has the qualifications for it. Brian Flores should be a head coach in the NFL right now. That's oh, I, I think this is it, it, it's it's ludicrous. And what he did took balls. Yeah. Because there's a chance he may never coach again. I mean, there's a real chance he may never coach again. Well, you'd like to hope not. I mean, he's you know if he's bringing some light into the darkness, as they say. Hopefully he'll be rewarded for that in some way, shape, or form. I mean, he deserves to be a head coach. Yes. He's definitely qualified to be a head coach, but this goes to Colin Kaepernick. You know, Colin Mm -hmm. Kaepernick was qualified to be a quarterback in the NFL, but when you sue the people that write the checks, it's hard to work for the company that you know you're suing. And I think that's that's Coach Flores' problem right now is that, you know, Win or lose from this, the same 32 owners are most likely going to be the same 32 owners in two right. or three years when this is settled, probably. And is that so? I'm going to say Larry Fitz. So we're Pittsburgh Bay Show. There's somebody who I know in a heartbeat could get the necessary backing to become that an owner of the team, like Jordan did in Charlotte, right? Larry Fitz. Hopefully, somehow, some way, this makes its way to you. He's the perfect guy to run a team. Perfect guy, uh, and that's what I—that's where I think 
the only way that this is ever going to really truly change is when the owners change. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're you're looking at a very specific group of men, mostly that have owned companies. You know, mm -hmm. I don't think we're telling any secrets here when we're right. talking about you know older white men that are mm -hmm. owning these companies. Right. And what I'd like to see going forward in the future, what I'm hoping for is that is that some of the young athletes, both black and white, right. that are making you know millions and millions of dollars, some some players some players billions of dollars mm -hmm. in athletics. That they turn yeah, around and, and, invest, yeah, yeah. That, and mm -hmm. invest that into a team and they start becoming, you know, minority owners. You know, right. LeBron James is a minority right. owner technically now in the, the, in the Pittsburgh right, Penguins. Right. And when you start seeing things like that is when I, I hopefully you'll start to see some change with this whole culture and mm -hmm. that you and the, 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 the board of directors has a little diversity. Once the board of directors for some of these companies have a little diversity then maybe the diversity will trickle down throughout the organization. Yeah, I think that's going to be key. That's what I think that's what has to happen. The old boys network needs to go away, right? And that's what we're seeing here. Um, and until it changes, we're going to keep seeing the same thing. Now, who knows? I mean, as we said, let's see what Goodell does. Um, the pressure's on for them to come up with something here. His track record's not great when it comes to scandals. It, so true, at, yeah. at the end of the day, Mark, like a, it, you're, you're right. The pressure's on Goodell, but... At the end of the day, the owners write his checks. So, you know, he's in a tough spot. He's in a really tough spot. Yeah. We'll see what happens. One of Goodell's, technically, one of his bosses is Stephen Ross. Right. I yes. mean, so, you <laughs> know, the other one is Jimmy Haslip for Cleveland, two of the owners. Yeah. You know, he works for the owners. And, you know, a lot of people forget that when it comes to this kind of stuff, but he is just one of the guys. Well, listen, say. we all know the NFL is all about protecting the shield. Oh, yeah. Right? Nobody's better. No league is better at protecting the shield and who they are than the NFL. And this is a, this is going to be a real test. I mean, I don't think you – know, what would you compare it to? And in the history of the NFL, I mean, since 19 – whatever, 60 when the NFL came to be, when they, the merger. The merger. The AFL. Yeah. Um, has there been anything – a bombshell like this that's been dropped on the NFL. Of course, you had all the gates um, with the Patriots, but you know, let's face it, you know, there were nothing. Um, yeah, the Flake this, Gate, Spygate, right, spy, you yeah, know, you had right. all that stuff. I mean, the Flake Gate, I, I thought was ridiculous that you know that, that was the thing. Spygate, you know, if you, you're videotaping other teams and doing all that kind of stuff, you know, but this goes to the integrity of the yeah. game. Mm -hmm. That the game that millions are paying to watch, that there's billions, literally billions of dollars on, on the line every week. When you start talking about the integrity, are these games really happening as they should be? Is there a true outcome? Uh, when that stuff starts to get into question, that question then the, your whole league because can go up in flames on top. And then on top of it, you know, the race factor that is, you know, it seems like it has gone on forever, both mm -hmm. in the world of, of regular, you know, just the regular, regular world, world and yeah. in the world of sports. You know the race factor has always been a has been a card that uh, minorities have had a battle, and uh, you know this is these are two bombshells that are going to be tough. But it's the NFL, you know. Don't find them. Yeah, they always do. They always do. Yeah. Now let's talk about a league that always doesn't. At least recently they have. That, well, for a long while they haven't. That's Major League Baseball. We're in the middle of a lockout. Does does anybody care? I mean, honestly, I mean, the three of us grew up. The, part of the reasons why we're still friends now is because we right. all play baseball. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 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 you know, a well, lot of kids. A for all a three lot of, of kids of our game. generation. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I hate to say it, but 
really our generation might have been one of the last few that lived and died with baseball the way we right. did and we grew up playing it yep. we played it in our spare time we created insane Same games <laughs> so you know i played stratomatic yes. and stratus pro yeah. yeah i invented games bouncing right. balls off the wall i right. kept the whole season for the 1984 pirates you know playing a game in my driveway and i loved the game of baseball i wanted to be a baseball right. player when i grew up and uh the game now is I couldn't care less about the game of major league baseball because of the the structure of the way that it is that there are you know that, that there's only five or six teams that matter mm-hmm. in baseball. Um, they the the people the powers that be in baseball treat it like those five right, or six right, teams right. are the only ones mm-hmm. that matter. The uh, well, and the other they market their players horribly. Yeah, they don't market they, 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 they don't market they don't market their players. They they have no you know there's no competitive balance. They don't right. care. If you spend five dollars or five hundred million on a roster, everybody in the in the in the uh, oh, they have the luxury tax. Yeah, exactly. like that. They, yeah, the luxury like that tax does anything. The, the small the small market owners get richer faster. <laughs> right. Yeah, and don't put the money back into the team. At the end of the day, we're looking at a league that the players don't trust the owners, and the owners don't trust the players. And it, it, we've gone what two months now. We're almost to spring training, and and these guys have talked twice for a half hour, twice. Right. Uh, so. Like you said, the game isn't what it was. It's not. It, it was America's game. Now we know America's game is football. Right. The, the game's completely different now. They're losing the younger generation to the game. Not only by just by the way that look, I have four boys, and none of them are interested in baseball. None of them. Now I was lucky. They, I, my son obviously right, yeah. fell in love with the game, and you know he played in college. But you're right. The, you know to get a kid to go to a ball game, they're, I don't want to go to a go. baseball right. game. Right. And, it's and so. Yeah, it, right? it, that's what you hear all the time. If they don't fix this fast, what fans they do have left, they're, they're going to lose them. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing that drives me crazy, and I'm going to say it, and they're going to call us curmudgeons. They're going to say yeah. we're old, old we guys, lost touch. Yeah. Listen, the analytics brought into the game by these Harvard mathematicians have destroyed the game. They're too worried about all these statistics and not the product on the field. And you, we were talking about. The three outcomes. Yeah, I mean, baseball has become the whole. But the whole game is based on the three true outcomes: walk, strikeout, home run. That's it. Yeah, you know that that's is it. it. Yeah. That's that's Major League Baseball mm-hmm. in a nutshell. And to me, where's the stolen base? There's just exactly right. there's there's well, they don't steal bases anymore because they don't want to run into an out, so it's not a two run homer. It's, it's right. They, yeah, they right. Two run homer instead, instead of the solo home yeah. run. So. Yeah, I mean, to watch the game, especially like I know people call us old and we're, you know, right. we don't understand, you know, the shift and all this stuff. And at the end of the day, it's an unwatchable product and it's unwatchable through the analytics and it's unwatchable because of the way the game is set up. There's no competitive balance. And you, you see, and like we talked before, I don't have to have a salary cap, but let's have a salary floor. You know, every team has to spend at least this much money to be competitive. Mm-hmm. You want everybody to be. Yeah, Bob Nutting has to ante up 125 million at, minimum at least on a roster. Yes, and then and then you go from there. If you don't want to spend any more than that, but when when you're trotting out a, a roster, you, you know you're going to lose 90 games right off the bat before. It, it, who wants to well, watch? That? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that, that Major League Baseball doesn't understand. No matter what nationally is thought about the Pirates, the Pirates have been around for 100 plus years. They're one of the they're one of the historical franchises of this mm-hmm. of this of the of the game. Yeah. Pittsburgh is a sports town. We live and die sports twelve months out of the year. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard three people mention a major league lock major league baseball lockout in the, since they've been locked out. Nobody talks about it. It's not on the front pages. Nobody's sitting around wondering what negotiations are. People 
in in New York City that make these decisions need to understand that they have lost their customers. People mm-hmm. just do not care about the product. And the crazy part is, the only way for baseball to succeed in a lot of small towns like Pittsburgh and things like that, you know, you look at look at the NFL the the, the weekend that we just had the NFL. All right, the AFC Championship game. You had you had Cincinnati, Kansas City, mm-hmm. and San Francisco in the in the in the uh, in the in the championship. And before that, you had cities like Buffalo, Green Bay. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these are small market towns. And do you, did you hear anybody in those towns talking about the market size or anything like that? No, because the NFL knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They've created a competitive balance where if you have a major league team. There is a way to be successful. And in Major League Baseball, yes, there's a way to be successful one out of every 10 years. Well, or maybe two out of 12 if you get on a nice little run. But the, the problem is they, they it, the lockout's been going on for three months. And guess what? There's no salary cap coming out of this. No, there's there's no, no floor coming no. out of this. They're not even talking about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy to me that – and baseball players themselves – if the Pirates, if everybody had to spend $100 million, do you know how much more money that would put in for the players? How much more revenue yeah. and how much more money they could make? And they don't even talk about it. No, no, it's it's absurd. Um, in, my old, in my old job, right? True story. We did a survey. Do you know more people in the tri-state area wanted to go to the Pittsburgh Zoo than wanted to go to the Pittsburgh Pirate game? There was more interest in the zoo than the Pittsburgh Pirates. There's more action at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, but that's where we are. I mean, listen, your PNC Park is a night out. Right, it's fun to, to go outside, nice to be outside park, in the summer. Yeah. Nobody goes to watch the. Pirates. Nobody's there for a baseball. No, game. and the sad part about it, and we all saw this when they put a competitive f- a team on the field. People showed up. That place was crazy. I'll never ever forget the blackout against the Reds, the no. Cueto game. No. I mean, that was one of the best sports experiences of my life. And here and gone, right? And the Pirates are building up their minor leagues, so there's hope for the future, keyword being hope. But but it's not sustainable right. in, in the, the salary structure that's going right. on. Right, and I don't want to hear about the race. That's Everybody a, that's throws out the race. They're the outlier. outlier. Yeah. I mean, there's always an exception to a rule. They're the exception. They're uh, the, the but look how hard they have organization. to get right. to where they're at. they got to be so creative every year, and, and, and to their credit, they're good at it. They're the one franchise that's a small market that is able to sustain that. and But that doesn't work for everybody. And the way it's set up now, it, it's, it's, it's a hard game to watch. And even them, you know, for a successful an organization they've been and they're competitive every year, what have they won? One no. World Series, I believe. So, you so, know. And the, so here's the, you, you're making the point right there. We're all looking at each other after that question. 25 years ago, we were growing up, we knew everything about uh, Major League Baseball. Yeah, yeah. We knew who won you. the World Series in 1976, but yeah. we couldn't tell you who won it back in, in 2017. No. And that's the thing about, you know, especially the small markets, you know, is what baseball doesn't understand. You know, the, the, you know, the Buffalo fans, the Cincinnati fans in football, the, Pirate, the, the, the Pittsburgh fans, if you just give us, if, you, if we believe you're working with us, and we have a team that, you know, they're not going to win every year. We understand that. But if the system is, 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 is possible for us to be successful, and we think that there's a, you know, that the owners, which the Pirates, you know, obviously there's right. a clear break there between the fans and nothing. 
and the system itself has given our team a chance, then the, then fans are going to be invested. Mm-hmm. You know, how long did Buffalo go? I mean, they still haven't won a Super Bowl, right. but they're still up there suffering every year mm-hmm. because they believe in what's going well, on. Well, they have right. a chance. That's, right. that's right. the thing. Yeah. You at least want to have a chance when you go out onto a field, any yeah. sporting event, right. that your team has a chance to win. We haven't experienced that here since – the you know the the three uh, wild card games, but it, it, you know, the, and then they keep blowing smoke up our ass. And people right. aren't stupid; they're not going right. to come out and watch right. that. They're right. just not. All right. Well, we're wrapping up here. I'm going to put you both on the spot. Any closing comments you want to make as we wrap up podcast number one? If you, I wish you could see him right now, they're pointing to back yeah. and forth to each other. See, I put him on the spot. Yeah, you did. You got us. Uh, no, I, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to be back with you guys. You know, it is, it's funny when you look back on where we were 15 years ago, you know, passing on right, Jerry passing a mic, the microphone trying to figure out how to work and all this stuff. And now people all across the country are doing this for a living. Uh, you know, it's great to be back. I love talking sports, uh, you know, and, uh, I look forward to continuing to uh, do this with you every week. No, I, I second that. Um, we, we talk sports all the time. Why not do it? And, hopefully entertain some people while we're doing it and now we've got all this high-tech equipment and we'll be able to get this out to you and hopefully you guys enjoy it and hopefully moving forward uh, we come up with some topics that you guys are really interested in listening to perfect and speaking of that and shoot us some comments let us know what you thought when you listen to it give us some ideas for future shows uh, we'll be in the comment section you'll hear from us uh, this is going to be an interactive uh, exercise for sure i will say you know DK does it best in terms of building a community around what he does. Um, and, and so we'd like to you know, try to do something the same here. So leave some comments, leave some thoughts, let us know what you think, and uh, we'll be right back at you next week. Talk to you soon.
music bed.